Hi everyone, I'm Glenn Taylor, Senior Editor of Retail Touchpoints. RTP's been following more of the recent news regarding the trade war, a potential recession, and new avenues of retail funding, and how all these topics have impacted consumer behavior and overall retail health. With that in mind, that's why I'm really excited to have Ben Gold with me today. Ben is the president of QuickBridge, a privately held financial services firm providing small business loans and short-term working capital funding solutions for small to medium-sized businesses nationwide. Ben, thank you so much here for taking the time. Thanks, Glenn, for having me. And before we really dig into the heart of this conversation, can you first share a little bit about QuickBridge, how you serve the retail community, and how understanding the political and economic climate impacts your work? Yeah, so we, we started QuickBridge in 2011. Uh, we provide short-term, unsecured working capital loans to small businesses. Uh, a lot of those small businesses happen to be retail businesses, and a lot of the small businesses we serve um, you know, happen to be impacted by you know, what's going on with foreign policy and, and trade wars and tariffs and everything else that, uh, that we're discussing here. Great. And it seems like every day that passes, there's a new development in this trade war between the U.S. and China. I mean, now we're at the end of October. President Trump is praising how negotiations are process, uh, progressing, excuse me. And while the U.S. didn't raise tariffs this month, China is now seeking $2.4 billion in sanctions against the U.S. for noncompliance with the World Trade Organization ruling from the Obama era. Couple this with the looming threat of a recession. There's a lot of new developments, so uh, can you please break it down for us? What do retailers need to know right now? You know, I, I, uh, I'm... A little skeptical in terms of what we're being told uh, by Trump of how things are going with China and these trade negotiations. I don't necessarily disagree with the tactic of approaching China with a tariff uh, in order to bring them to the negotiating table to try to change some of their past practices around um, uh, intellectual property. Um, But I don't quite understand what the end goal is and i'm not sure we're any closer to whatever it is that we want to see happen than we were when the trade war began um so i think for retailers and a lot of small businesses unfortunately you know i know how hard it is to sort of uh uh uh, cultivate those relationships especially in china or other countries where you you're not a resident of that country you don't know a lot of people and you know, for a lot of small businesses, uh, they, they they may have gotten a fortuitous balance that sort of led them to whatever their Chinese supplier is or overseas supplier. And, and, and so I know it, it can be complicated and difficult to try to find somebody new. So, you know, I don't run a retail business, so I, it, you know, far be it for me to be the expert or try to offer advice. But I think if nothing else, it's, you know, try to... Uh, uh, remain patient, you know, evaluate options if there's a way to, you know, to, to, to change certain parts of the supply chain so you're not so reliant on one country or the whims of, uh, of President Trump, um, then, then that's great. And, and the other part is, uh, I think a lot of customers understand based off what's going on in the news that, you know, if prices end up having to go up as a result of what's going on, then then that's what needs to happen. Um, but the, the money needs to end up getting eaten somewhere. And unfortunately, I do think that eventually it's going to end up with the American consumer that's going to have to bear the brunt of 
some of those increased costs associated with with the tariffs. You know, hopefully this thing gets resolved. But with so much else going on politically right now, it doesn't seem like China tariff talk is uh, anywhere near one of the, the the top things that's that's getting resolved. Um, so I, I can't imagine by the end of the year it's it's any different than than what it is what it is today. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like just so much of it has been going on and it's been going on for months and months and you always hear about an added certain million here and added certain million there as far as the tariffs go. So I could totally understand where that waiting period almost needs to really continue to play out until there is more certainty there. Yeah. And unfortunately, we often, and, and, and Trump does this quite often, we conflate the economy with the stock market. So right. um, the stock market often trades off of news because there's algorithms that are running that are making trades based off of, you know, this is China getting mentioned in the news or, you know, there was progress that's that, that not necessarily uh, shown in the data around earnings and everything else. So, I mean, we'll see. These things take time. It's, I think it's also a little bit of just the, how we're programmed uh, in general today for like instant gratification and feedback where something happens and everybody wants to know immediately what the impact is. I don't think we'll truly know the impact of a lot of these decisions that were made or the tariffs for at least another year or so, um, because, you know, people adjust, they make changes, you, you know, it's, it's hard to know what, what, you know, what, uh, until you've had a chance to really digest all the data and compare to previous years, what, uh, what impact the, a, a, a trade war tariff has on prices or retail health or anything else. So. And it's interesting you bring up that dynamic of, you know, talking about even a year, two years down the line. I know according to an article from Reuters recently, the rising concerns about tariffs are that they're basically, quote unquote, the new normal. You have companies like Hasbro who are taking a big hit here. Is this a, real, a new reality for retailers that, uh, you know, you feel they just have to get used to? And really, how can they prepare for that? I mean, I think, uh, you know, as, as long as Trump is the president, we'll kind of constantly be dealing with these random one-off strategic decisions of um, upset of that this country or this is what's going on. And so we implemented tariff. I, I was actually just uh, on CNBC today. They were talking about uh, Jim Cramer this morning was talking about how Chipotle, who happened to have a really good strong quarter, moved their avocado uh, supplier from Mexico into Peru, right? And so uh, Mexico, because of what was going on with tariffs and some of the stress that was happening between uh, uh, the U.S. and Mexico, they were able to adjust. And fortunately, we were able to find another supplier that can supply enough avocados to, as you can only imagine, uh, uh, provide Chipotle with what they need in order to, to make avocado or guacamole and, and everything else. So, you know, I think for a company like Hasbro, yeah, it's tough, right? Like, where do you go? You know, do you, I know that some companies have gone into Vietnam and, um, you know, reading the news or at least Trump often touts that there's a lot of businesses that are leaving China or, you know, that China's struggling. I think who knows what, what the truth is there. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, it, it, it's not easy to just move production or change supply chains. And uh, the, the other part that, that would be tough is let's say Trump doesn't win reelection uh, next year. And then all of a sudden we've really quickly worked out trade agreements with these other countries or revisit the, um, um, the, the big 
uh, I can't remember the, the TPP uh, or something like that goes into play, um, you know, towards the beginning of 2021. And then you have this massive company like Hasbro that made all these accommodations and changes uh, just to find out six months later that, oh, no, it's fine. You can you can you can do business with those countries again. Um, right. So I, I do think that there will be some systemic changes that are made or a, a different way that we do business with China in the future. I just. Um, I, I I would just caution businesses, and again, I'm I'm not an expert on this, but I would just caution businesses from uh, uh, doing something in haste because, you know, I don't know that two years from now or three years from now it'll be the same landscape that it is today. And now, looking, now, sorry, on the flip side of that, if Trump wins re-election. Then yeah, I think he goes nuts, and he thinks the tariffs are good, and he continues to beat that drum. And then he has no incentive to do any sort of negotiation with with China, unless there's some massive global slowdown, and he's more worried about his legacy. So, I don't I don't know, um, I don't know that uh, you know if he if he wins again, then yeah, I, then for sure yeah, all these companies have to start reevaluating and looking at different alternatives to to China. Gotcha. And I feel like just that theme of what we've been talking about now for the past few minutes has really been that uncertainty and looking into the way this trade war is creating instability throughout not just, uh, you know, US China relations, but even the global economy as a whole. We're seeing all that more market instability there. Do you think that with all this said that it's only a matter of time before there's another potential recession down the line? Yeah, I do. I mean, look, at, uh, yes, if you give me some like indeterminable amount of time to say that there will eventually be a recession, sure. I, I, I think uh, oftentimes we're uh, guided by recency bias. And so when we think of a recession, we think of like what we lived through in 2008, you know, 9, and 10, which was devastating and, and hopefully, you know, only a once or twice in a lifetime type of recession. Um, but I think a, smaller recession, something similar to like what we had in 2015 or so, um, when there was a small dip, uh, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Um, you know, there's no way we're able to, excuse me, increase GDP, um, uh, forever, especially with what's going on and around the world, you know, there's, there's obviously unrest in the middle East. There's what's going on with, uh, the EU and, and Brexit, uh, We've got our trade war with China. Um, and so, you know, we're not as much as we'd like to be sort of on our own and, and, and worried about America first. We, you know, the rest of the world has an impact on all of this. And um, at some point, we know we can't use fiscal policy and um, tax stimulus to, to uh you know, be our substitutes for growth. And um, we're not we're, we're going to hit a recession. But I, I don't think. I don't think the recession will be nearly as bad or as deep as, you know, like what we had in, in 2008 or nine. So I think we'll recover and everything, you know, eventually will be fine again, but yeah, we're going to have to take some sort of, some, some sort of pain for dealing with everything that we've got going on with global slowdown, uh, uh, currency um, rates and just the mounting debt uh, in the country. And then the, the other part is, you know, as a economy, we if we keep electing officials that are on sort of like the fringe of each of the parties, then we're constantly going to be like, it's just, 
riding the rails or playing bumper cars where, you know, we swing the pendulum one way and then the next election we swing the pendulum totally the other way. And, you know, it's, it's kind of as a business owner myself, like it's, it's hard to kind of get settled in to know what to expect long term. And all this, of course, comes at, I mean, in a very timely and unfortunate manner, just given that instability and all these phases you spoke of. Is this all something that should be resting in the minds of today's consumers right now? Of course, I mean, we're talking in a month. We have the holiday season kicking right into gear with Thanksgiving. I'm sure already people are buying some of their holiday gifts. Really, how do you think this is all going to impact at holiday spending and these ensuing retail results from that, especially given that there was an expected 4% rise in sales year over year? Yeah, I think this year will be fine. I think it'll be a, a great holiday season. Um, you know, rates are really low. I think a lot of people refinance their homes um, and are saving money there every month or are able to get cash out and they've got some equity in their house uh, just from being in a home for, for the past couple of years in, in what has been a really good economy. Uh, we're not currently in a recession. You know, unemployment's really low. Um, so so I, I think for this year, it'll be a great holiday season. And I actually think it'll help sort of in the beginning part of next year where we have such a strong holiday season this year and we see such strength in the American consumer that everybody sort of relaxes a little bit and goes, okay, maybe things are good, which could have a negative impact on do rates then go back up again? Does Trump feel sort of like reinvigorated to, to, to stick to the the tariff thing with China, you know, that kind of good news where good news becomes bad news. Um, but I, I, that's kind of how I see it, it playing out, it being a, a strong holiday season. Uh, you know, we're still inundated through social media. I know, you know, in my house between Instagram and, and Pinterest, uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, great gift ideas that are going to cost a lot of money. So um, uh, I'm confident that's happening in, in other homes as well. So uh, I, I think uh, uh, retailers this year will, will be in great shape. Um, it's hard for me to predict what 2020 will bring. And now to, I guess, bring this more back to, you know, your personal level of things right here to get away from the macro and back to really where you feel, you know, QuickBridge is a fit here. What is QuickBridge doing right now to contribute to the conversation within the retail community? What advice would yeah, you so give for... You know, those businesses Sorry, that large and what advice also would you give for those businesses that are large and small? Yeah, it's a great question. So we actually put out a survey to all of our funded customers and actually had a lot of a lot of great feedback around the tariffs and the trade war and and, and how it's being impacted and, and quickly realized that it, it is something that we need to be talking about. And so we put out a fair amount of content and um, uh, just sort of sharing our thoughts similar to this about you know what's what's going on with the with with, um, with the trade war and with tariffs in China and just sort of the uh, what's happening internationally and the impact that it has here locally, and and for us, you know, I think what's important for us is to be available and to be aware that for a small business owner that may need working capital in order to get them through. For some businesses, especially in retail, the holiday season can be their busiest time, right? And so they may need our services because they need instant working capital in order to help uh, uh, 
purchase inventory so that they can you know uh, meet the needs of their customers and that we have to be ready and available to to meet that need um, and be able to flex up our funding amounts uh, to understand sort of the seasonality of those businesses. And then the other part of it could be businesses that are being impacted right now, let's say temporarily by what's going on, uh, uh through the trade wars. But if, if they're able to articulate, articulate that, and we kind of understand that the larger credit profile of the business, um, then still being comfortable providing funding for those types of businesses, sort of understanding the larger macro, uh, economic issues that are that are sort of presented right now. So the, the the great thing about what we do, it's short-term working capital. So we don't have to be overly concerned with what may happen three years from now. Our average loan on file is about six to seven months. So us being comfortable with what's happening in the economy over the next six to seven months, which we are, uh, makes it I shouldn't say easy, but you know, makes it easy for us to be comfortable lending in this environment right now right if i were to try to guess how we feel a year from now i i, I don't know fortunately i don't have to um but for now uh it's it's still a great environment for us and you know we're here and, and available and and more than willing to to work with our customers that are in the retail business to to meet their needs yeah and i feel like that's even great on your end of things for really bringing in that certainty almost with that new capital that otherwise these companies might not have had, especially if they are worried about a lot of those uncertain conditions that are going on around them that they can't control. Exactly. Exactly. Or if they want to test a new supplier because of what's going on, you know, let's say they've got a, a supplier in China and, they, and they, they want to get out of that that relationship and they want to test something somewhere new, they could turn to us to be able to provide them the working capital in order to run that test and, and, and see if it's effective. And they're not stuck in some long-term uh, debt facility that, you know, just a service, a uh, short-term need. Great. Well, yeah, personally on that note, uh, Ben, thank you so much, obviously, just for taking the time for sharing a bit about not only what you guys do at QuickBridge, but also, uh, once again, really, what you've seen throughout this trade war between the US and China, really how that affects retailers in general, where you feel that may affect the consumer uh, confidence mindset and really uh, the potential recession going ahead. So uh, once again, Ben Gold, president of QuickBridge, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks, Glenn. Really appreciate it. It's a great chat. For those that are listening, I'm Glenn Taylor, Senior Editor of Retail Touchpoints. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Holiday Insight Series. Want to get more best practices from retail's top thought leaders? Just subscribe to our Holiday Hub to get timely insights and best practices.